0: I'm a ducker from way back. Mother Ducker. I'm a
1: (laughs) no mother mother ducker. Ooh. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's why you call him feather. (laughs) (laughs) His mother duster. Yeah, what's his middle name? Plume.
0: This is uh, Professor... Why do I suddenly think about clowns when I listen to that music?
1: Other... This is the Midnight Gadfly. I don't know. Clowns?
2: <laughs> this is Professor... Uh, no, I am a doctor. Doctor, I am <laughs> in an arcade game. Head. I don't know who I am. And this is... Honk. How many blue fesses can fit in a car? Oh, quite a bit.
1: And you are listening to... Brought to you by the Angelic Fabula.
2: No, that's Flavio, but thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Story of my I am life.
0: Flavio's personal trainer.
2: That's right. More Twinkies, please. Oh, like fellow <laughs> Yes. I am Twinkie Flab champion. Tell him about the Twinkie. My my inspiration is, is Heimlich on A Bug's Life. I'm just like Heimlich. <laughs> I'm brawny and have a good accent. And I'm going to be a pretty butterfly one day, but not today. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, fellow inmates, we are getting into William Peter Blatty's Exorcist 3, otherwise known as Exorcist Legion. As you couldn't maybe tell by the title, it's the third of the Exorcist movies. Uh, I think, uh, as we'll get into, you could probably bypass the second one. And go right to this one. As you, it has a much closer connection yeah. to the original Exorcist in many ways. But it's also very different from the original Exorcist in many ways. And then it's more of a police procedural, a detective story with a supernatural bent. So it, it, we, we're revisiting characters from the original Exorcist with uh, De- Detective Lieutenant Kinderman, who is was um, played by George C. Scott this time around. We've got Father Dyer who's being played by Ed Flanders. Um, Jason Miller returns. Jason, one of, one of my all-time favorite actors. Um, he's, he returns. And also Brad Dourif. Uh, goodness gracious, his performance. Um, Nicole Williamson, his father mourning. Scott Wilson of The Walking Dead plays Dr. Temple. I mean, the, this is a good cast.
1: Oh, Kevin Corrigan is the altar boy. It's important.
2: Okay. Uh, there we have Kevin Corgan. All right. So, uh, yeah, Exorcist Three, Kinderman um, is uh, investigating a series of really brutal murders in, in Georgetown, and um, which f- find out have a lot of similarities to a series of murders that had happened, you know, 17 years ago or 15 years prior uh, with the uh, the Gemini serial killer. And uh, it kind of leads him to patient a patient in the local psychiatric ward, who uh, spoiler alert looks a lot like Father Damien Carris. Um, times, yes, at times. At times he's. No, I am not. I am the Gemini. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Brad Dorff screaming. Um, lots of screaming in this lots movie. Lots of
2: screaming in this movie. George C. Scott, he plays a hyped-up Kinderman, way more intense than the Kinderman you see in the original Exorcist. But that's how he's portrayed in the book, too. I read the novel. William Peter Blatty wrote the screenplay. You're talking about Legion? Yes, Legion. Yes, okay. yeah. right, the yeah. novel Legion. The novel yes. Legion, which he turned into the yes. screenplay. And, yes. and William Peter Blatty also directed this yes. as well. So it's his yes. vision, his truer vision, although there were some things with the uh, the studio that uh, they had to, to kowtow to. But um, I, I really love this movie. I saw it in the theater, Professor Feather, and uh, I think it has one of the scariest moments uh, that I've ever seen in in all of film. There's a long, static shot that's, you know, <laughs> if mm-hmm. you've never seen it, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. which they actually reprised in the Exorcist TV series in the second season. I don't know if any of you watched that or not. Yeah. When I saw I saw it being set up. I'm like, oh, I know what the fuck's going to happen. Oh, and uh, it was a great payoff. So, yeah, that 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 was the, one of the first time in the movie theater. I tried to sit back in my seat. I'm like trying to get away from the screen. Uh, yeah. So it, it is it is one of my favorite movies to watch um exorcist or not the performances are good i love the story and um I, you know again jason miller you know i, I just watch him all day but i'm going to turn this over for more discussion so uh let, let's start here um midnight gaff what uh what did you think of exorcist 3
1: yeah. I really like this movie. Um, and I liked it again, just watching it here uh, this morning, you know, Sunday morning, let's watch exorcist three. going to church. Yeah. It's a, again, it's all these
0: procrastination. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, it's all these character actors um, that play these small parts or even character actors you don't know. Um, you know, and that just, there's a look to the film that I think is, you know, uh, very cool i mean it was something that you know like the 90s and the 80s these big budget movies you know it it, it has a much grittier kind of uh, like like the early 70s late 60s kind of movie at, with all these people that look like real people everybody still smokes in the you know walking around the hospital smoking yeah. cigarettes yeah um, in the hospital bed in the hospital Father bed Dad. yeah, yeah. Awesome. all that all that yeah and and i forgot how angry george c scott is throughout this he, well he's not only angry and then he breaks down crying when he's talking about the gemini in the office the one time so you're like this guy's you know the old lady says i think you're a sensitive you know uh, person um, right after he's just got done yelling about something, you know, and, uh, and then he's in the office with that office manager yelling at him. Right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I really like this movie because of that. Um, and Kevin Corrigan is a character actor that's been around forever. Um, he was, uh, Sam Weiss in, uh, um, uh, what was that, uh, Fringe. He was like the guru that was teaching, yeah. Uh, you know, the owned the bowling alley and stuff. But he's been around forever. I mean, he's, you know, since like the, the late 90s. I think this was like his third or fourth movie, was just being the altar boy, where the priest says, just get the hell out of here. <laughs> After he's, you know, talking to him. The um, George C. Scott's always great. Um, and then the creepy scene for me was the lady crawling on the ceiling. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. That still is like a. a it just sticks in my head. And I think um, this was, you know, I, I saw this in the theater as well. Um, and I protested to go see it, going to see it. I was with a girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, I hated Exorcist 2 so much. I thought, this is TV drivel. I mean, this is like that Barbara Hershey movie where the her tits are getting pressed in by the ghost or whatever oh. because she's haunted.
3: The entity, I think?
1: the entity, yeah, whatever. The that entity, was. The, the entity. entity. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're gonna go see the entity. Uh, uh, so I think that we have there, the name for saying. this episode: the entity. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really like this movie. I think uh, the soundtrack was really good. I think the setup of the story and the fact that it's a police procedural, uh, a dude who has his doubts about religion, and then he has the dream. Where we've got Fabio as an angel. Did you notice yeah. that? And and then <laughs> right. the, the two midgets or dwarves or whatever they were carrying the, the small clock around. Our, yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, dream. you're short on time. Okay, I get it. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that just that whole scene. And then it's a premonition for, you know, that priest, you know, uh, not making Ed it. On, Ed, I'm yeah. not
2: dreaming, Bill. yeah
1: yeah well but also just like you know the precision of the details that they get into Um, I was worried that Blatty is it it was you know I'm like oh Mm -hmm. he's writing directing he wrote the novel I'm like he's gonna fail on one of these I think his direction was pretty good Uh, you know I think he 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 chose a good cinematographer they got a lot of really cool shots in there Um, the pacing was a little, a little bit of freaking emulation going on too, yeah. you know. Yep. Mm,
0: yeah. right, rightfully so because yeah. that set the tone,
1: it and did. he kind of
0: tried to maintain the tone yeah. a lot. Yeah. I think. And talking about, I thought it was really gutsy and a good scene was what we you're talking about previously. The static long take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that that's a that's a great scene. You know. That's just yes. A, overall, great scene from any movie I've ever seen. What I, I also like, I like, what what's the, I can't remember the the. Uh, preacher the you know the father's name that ed flanders played father dyer father dyer i the the interaction between the two of them Mm -hmm. is so good i mean and it looks they're both such good actors that it looks so natural you know right especially uh um father dyer he just has that that impish grin you know Mm -hmm. Uh, just because he he enjoys the the the, he's you know, pushing Kidderman's forth. buttons a little bit. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: yeah and his lines are and f- like really funny. And I like that. I like that. So when he goes, that's a pretty powerful moment. And that's a powerful statement by the uh, supernatural uh, entity. I don't know. Entities? Entities? You know, <laughs> entities? Yeah. yeah. Not, not well,
2: enough. <laughs> right. I love his line about smoking. He says, well, they're quiet.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, still, I, I, I use that them. line.
2: I still yeah. I use this line to this day. Thirty years later and I, people talk to me about smoking. Aren't you worried about cancer? I go, eh, well, at least they're quiet. Yeah. You know, what about my cigars? It's so, all yeah. yeah. It, it and, and like the, I like when he's talking about I gotta get some lemon heads or you know, lemon drops. Oh, you're hear, hearing idea. confessions from kids in between the lemon drops in the in the pot, I think you know yeah. yeah, some <laughs> between yeah. they're breathing on it all they're breathing on all, you know, all day. I'm like, yeah, he's got some really great lines um yeah great relationship between the but he
0: does guys. george c scott for me he occasionally overplays it you know but mm-hmm. but then but then again i guess like like you were kind of referring to it if you look at it and i just you know i watched it a few days ago and it, it's like you know he is he's, he's on the verge of a of a of a breakup you know of a total crack up you know the guy yeah. needs to go to the bahamas for two weeks you know and yeah. and, and Decompress, and you can see that, and it gets pretty much well, yeah i is this a spoiler alert or not, you know, um
1: if you haven't watched the movie, stop listening <laughs> and then okay. come back
0: because because you know the it the, it culminates in in him blowing the guy away, you know, his friend mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, pretty you know, but that's that's mm-hmm. and then but then he's just kind of removed from it in a in a way then after that you know that yeah, that that whole thing is pretty powerful pretty powerful
1: with well, that that whole scene where he's with the the priest and he's talking about how the carp is swimming in his you know because mm-hmm. and, and the whole explanation yes. as to why um and then you're like why is this even in here, you know? And again, I think it's part of his unraveling, but it's also like the Christian fish and, you know, all this kind of, you know. And his sense of humor. And his sense of humor, yeah. And I notice, Father, you're standing awfully close, so you can tell I haven't had a bath in three days. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I can't go home until that fish is asleep, or I'm going to kill it.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, you see what he's dealing with. I mean, the the serial killings are horrific in and of themselves. And then as you gradually find out, the details about the, you know, succinylcholine coming in and how the, everyone, all the victims are awake and alive, you know, or, you know, aware of what's going on to them. You realize, Jesus Christ,
0: it just gets well, and so the misinformation that's put out that then is, yeah. you know, that's what starts the whole thing because it's reinforcing right. the original in, yeah. you know, in its methodology. Yeah. Here's what's going on. And, and so you, you see that. Yeah. Coming, coming to fruition. And I so, saw those vials of blood and immediately thought of Dr. Fibes. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 what's well, you know, and and way explains in his lines, oh, a few booze from the peanut gallery, I, you know, just <laughs> in so, his delivery of those lines, you know, and they alter his voice a little bit, make it a little lower than what it is, it's, you know, at times. And then there's that undercurrent of that weird, like horrific growling voice that you hear, that kind of yeah.
0: rolling. But you think you think is that is that is that something that's that's added? But then you see in the one scene, um george c scott's covering his ears yeah so it's, you know, it's like that's like that sound is there but then my my question was always, okay that's interesting because who else can hear that sound can you hear it outside right. of that you know or yeah. is that just an audio uh hallucination yeah. that's creating it within him I, I that that's pretty interesting the way that they they played mm-hmm. that i think and it's a creepy sound i want that sound effect i want yeah. to have that on my computer so i can play it
2: anytime so, yeah. you know uh blue fest wh- what do you think what did you think of Exorcist Three?
3: Oh, so here's why I have to be the the squeaky wheel on the.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I and we're out of time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good you've episode. Been, <laughs> you've been listening to. <laughs> and titties. That's my line. <laughs>
3: okay. Um, I really wanted to like this movie, and I I just couldn't. A lot of it for me. Felt like again, Bladdy is kind of trying to be Breedkin, and it didn't. It, uh, uh, so I dug, I, after I saw the movie, I dug into a little bit about the history of the movie and then found out that the studio yeah, fucked with the movie. And they're right. like, well, it's called yeah. Exorcist 3, so we should have an exorcism in it. Yeah, which Bladdy's right. like, no, that's not even. And so they made him do it because right. I'm like, you guys got Nicole Williamson the yeah.
1: sword of power
3: and you bring exactly. him you bring him in for two scenes i'm like yeah. really i'm like if i had been nicole williams and i would have been like screw you guys i'm not no it's a million was, dollar
2: paycheck for one day's work you take
3: yeah it. I, I yeah i know it's the like marlon brando and superman I, but still yeah. it's like there was something interesting about that character we get the one scene with the bird and we know uh, shit's about ready to go down and end and we don't see him until he walks in i'm like whoa 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 whoa, wait a minute how is he why what's going on and i'm like now i what i want to do though is even though i wasn't crazy about the movie i didn't really like it that much i want to seek out the new version of the movie where they restored bladdy's vision and yeah i guess if you go on shout yeah if you go on shout factory there's a uh, collector's edition of the movie that has the theatrical presentation, and then another version where they found all the excised footage and put it back oh. to what he wanted to shoot he originally.
2: The Snyder yeah. cut. Yeah. So <laughs>
3: what? What I will say that I uh, what I did love about this movie loved that long that long take in the hospital. That's yeah. just great because you you are you're literally sitting there going, oh she, uh, uh, okay there she goes what the oh jesus christ (laughs) you're like exactly so good but what i really loved about this movie and i think i if i could just lift this out and watch that is just the scenes with george c scott and brad dorf i'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. that was great brad dorf is on fire he is just, I, I loved it that they, he gets in there and I'm thinking, okay, so who's the guy? Because they keep him in shadow. And then, okay, spoiler, if anybody's listening, spoiler alert. It's, it's, it's Father, it's Damien I mean, Karras. And I'm like, oh, right. oh my God. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And they explain, I'm like, okay, I, I'm i all right. I'm okay. I'm digging this. And then you find out, okay, so Dorf's the serial killer whose spirit was just like, no, must go kill. And Satan's like, <laughs> have I got a used body for you? And yeah. so, <laughs> they jack him in there and I'm like, okay, I dig this. I like where yeah, this is. Yeah, the premise going.
2: is fantastic.
3: I, I'm I'm all on board, but everything around it for me just didn't work. Cause I'm thinking everyone is pretty much telegraphing to George C. Scott what he's gonna do. And I'm like, George, pick it up, buddy. The clue train's about ready to pull out of the station. He's gonna go <laughs> after your daughter. Come on, let's go. Get on board, buddy. And it's like mm. and it just I don't know, there was there were, there were things I loved about it, like just the, the whole Brad Dorff stuff. And there's there's the other stuff around it that uh, I just, it kind of left me like, meh. Nah, it's not, I mean, it's better than Exorcist
2: 2, which was just garbage. That was garbage. So, and, well, the and, actors and, themselves say the same thing. Like Brad Dorf was saying, if you had seen what was originally shot, it was a way different movie. Right. You know? So I
3: think we should all try to track that down. That'd be good. Yeah, That'd be good totally. to see. We should, we should watch it, and, it. Yeah, and, and revisit. I that, Don't get yes. me wrong it's for me it's very uneven there were things about it i loved and then there's some mm. other things about it i just i couldn't get past george c scott's overacting i mean it, it wasn't it like wasn't a was a bit
2: much it is it is pretty yelly but the way yeah. the character is written in legion is very much on edge like that from the very beginning and so i had to read some of the dialogue like several times like what are you what the fuck are you saying because it it doesn't make sense it's like he's just like spouting gibberish and like when he's being throwing these one-liners like you know father dyer says you know uh, we're Space, your native country—you know, weird shit like that—the character says a lot of when they're trying to get this police procedural down. So, I think there is that unwinding of his mental yeah. faculties. But another, another <clears throat> shot, like a thing that kind of hooked me from the beginning is: I have a, I get creeped out in some churches anyway. I mean, the <laughs> omen, like you know, it burns. But when I see statues, like the really yeah. realistic statues, they scare the shit out of me because I'm expecting them to do what the Jesus did. In the very first shot, the wind blows in, all these leaves come in, and there's that crucified Christ, and he opens his eyes. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's Uh, that really, that really like odd, almost, you know, painted expression that they got when he opens his eyes. It's like, you know, he's totally aware of, of what's going on and he can't do it. Yeah, I I, I will yeah. I will throw in with you,
3: mark if, if you if you grew up in like going to like either a Catholic school or a Catholic church, and there's those those statues, there's always something a little off. So the minute you see it, you're like, oh, that thing's coming to life, isn't it? It's gonna yeah. yeah exactly.
2: God, oh, I, <laughs> I didn't. What, what I still found creepy every time I went into a Catholic church, it, because it reminds me of the scene in Beneath the Planet of the Apes.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: they're all worshiping the bomb And there's that saying, everyone's like Oh, we worship the bomb I'm like, oh my Jesus Christ Where yeah, are you? Us? Exactly Oh my god, there's yeah. James Franciscus <laughs> Exactly, I'm waiting for someone to like push the button Or the statues to come to life Or something like that Like, oh my god, something's gonna kill me Okay, yeah. so
3: if it had been more like Beneath the Planet of the Apes I think I probably would have paid attention in church a lot more <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting for that We worship the bomb you know uh, uh, so, never, so,
3: yeah. yeah so i apologize yeah. for being the odd man out i just no I, no
2: it's okay there, I mean, but
3: but again i i love brett Dorf. so I, I the minute he shows up i'm all on board i'm like yep i'm yeah. invested in that and then we yeah. pull out of it and i'm like yeah okay.
2: those scenes were scenes dealer i mean those scenes they, yeah. they ah, really made the movie so, and and no, it's so good it's a tangible his performance is one of the best and he's yeah. a great actor anyway Brad Dorf. When, when no matter what he's done i've seen him he's just a a palpable force, but in this one, I mean, he's just embodying this, this character and uh, to hear him talk. Tier. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. That tear on his, you're like, and you're like, okay, this has got to be Karis's, you know, cause this thing is speaking through him. So he's got yeah. that one tear that's just stuck right there. in your, and I remember at one point I'm like, there's gotta be like that, that Karis is in there and knows he's being used mm-hmm. by this thing.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to take out, he know, even take, says yeah. that's
2: one of the joys. Is Karis is aware of watching him, you know, kill his friends yes. and kill these people and, and torturing with that. That was kind of the one of the bonus bonus parts, I guess, of being possess you know possessing the body. And so um, I love
3: the fact that that tear just stays there. They keep it there, and I I became fixated on it while I was watching the scene because that it kind of drove home the whole. the the the, just the inherent evil of the possession right there is that this poor guy after everything he goes through in the first movie and Mm -hmm. to to end up here 15 years later it's like oh god (laughs) it's
2: like it was a massive effort or maximum effort (laughs) your friend's brain was jelly you know (laughs) yeah it yeah so so much is there um right very very
1: very creepy you know all around and the fact that they come back to that stairway at the beginning you know uh, of where it all ended um because i got to say that one of the most traumatic experiences of my uh, life was seeing the exorcist and i saw the version that was on commercial tv you know when i was like i don't know 12 years old um and I swore for a month that my bed was levitating at night and shit like that. You know what I mean? I'm not even religious. Like I don't go to church. I'm not Catholic. I'm none of that stuff. But those scenes are so. And even today, like if I watch that movie at night, lights are on, man. I am not watching that with the lights off because yep. it still creeps the yeah. shit out of me. And I think yeah. that would have helped me
3: because uh, you say he was he's he's kind of mimicking Friedkin's directing style. I like midnight gadfly here. I have not seen that movie since I was about 12 years old and saw it with my folks on network television. I haven't watched it since wow, I, yeah. it, it scared mm-hmm. the hell out of me. Yeah, And I probably should have watched it so I could kind of go, Oh, okay. Well now the, now the sort of directorial style makes sense. He's kind of keeping that flavor so that, you know, it kind of continues yeah. on and, and adding a
0: little bit.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. And if you then see the director's cut, uh, where they restore the, her, you know, like jamming the the crucifix into her mm-hmm. self and and all this other stuff, um, yeah, th- that just adds another level of terror. And I th- honestly, I think it's anytime children are involved um, because the grudge um, or mm-hmm. whatever the, it makes the original, it, yeah, it makes it sometimes. Oh my god, that that that's that's a movie that gives me chills. Like I literally watch that and like, oh, <laughs> you know, and the mm-hmm. idea of you don't go to a haunted place. You go to a place that haunts you and then you're done. That's it. And right. they don't even hide. Like the dude goes, I see the ghosts on this camera feed, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, there's this added, uh, you know, you're like, what is that? And then the, the noise they make, the black eyes and the fact that they just like, they're hovering uh, you know, over you. Um, I, I think anything that has kids in it, you know, other than Children of the Corn, which I thought was stupid. <laughs> which one? <laughs> Children of the Corny. Ah. No, which <laughs> Children of the Corny. All right.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I, uh, I fully agree with that. The, the creepiness factor. I was about 10 or 11 when I saw The Exorcist on TV, and I'm with you right there, Gadfly. I will not watch it at night. Alone <laughs> without the lights on, and uh, I'd rather watch it like in the morning so I have all day to decompress, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. you let it, let it get out of my brain because yeah. I'll be expecting to see Reagan every fucking where you know yeah. it'll, she'll just be uh around every corner. Um, but you know, I definitely want to see the director's cut now of Exorcist 3.
0: Yeah, yeah that would be really I, 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 to I will, to yeah, I look
2: forward to that because this is still for me, it's still. I like the aspect of the police procedural. I love that. It's a supernatural detective case. There is that element and seeing these characters, um, in, in, you know, even though it's 15 years later, but the return of, of Karras and Jason Miller, which actually Jason Miller will have a uh, connection to our next episode, which we will talk about. I don't know if you know that the connection, um, but, uh, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of great actors, um, some, some creepy scenes not as a successful because people, I think people were expecting something like the exorcist and it wasn't going to be, it never meant to be hmm. other than telling a story that that's related to these characters. But, um, Hey, yeah, sure. Beat the pants off exorcist too, but that sets a pretty low bar,
1: you <laughs> yeah. know? So, but we get a little extra ahead. time in this episode. Let's get uh, um, Blue Fez's take on some of the previous episodes that he missed because of, uh, I don't know, medication, used rubber rooms. (laughs) Used rubber room, right? Strapped to the wall. uh, I guess one of them. Velcroed to the wall. We're, We're modern. What did we, okay, so Godzilla versus Kong. What are your thoughts?
3: Okay. I enjoyed the movie. (laughs) <laughs> it's question mark? Got a question? I it's, think. Yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> this is Ron Burgundy. Um, <laughs> I okay. So I liked it, but I, I, and I'm curious to see what Doctor Head thinks about this. I'm, I'm coming to this conclusion that the kaiju movies like this in the modern age, modern age in quotations, just doesn't work for me it's like i don't know if it's because i grew up with them as a kid and there's the you know when they're they're stomping in the city i mean even though you see it as a kid you're
1: like oh my god that's so cool he's
3: over and i think on some level your brain kind of goes that's a model city there aren't people in there being murdered right now and in the newer movies it's i'm becoming painful aware that there's a lot of people getting killed here and it's like okay guys um all right, and it's like, and it just—I don't know. I, I it, it start. I find sometimes it's, it takes me out of the movie, and I, I can't get into it. But what I, I did like is that, I liked, I like when they're they're throwing down, you know, Kong and stuff like that. And I'm I'm kind of go, okay, we're going into the Hollow Earth theory. Okay, that's that's kind of cool. Ooh, Kong's got a big axe. That's kind of cool. It's made out of a fin from a previous Godzilla. That's also it's also kind a of cool. key yeah it's also okay it's indie skin i'm like it's everything yeah I'm like oh okay we're we're packing out a lot of stuff here i'm like it's it's still cool it's just i i don't know um i wanted to like it more i because i i liked the idea of the, the monarch thing that they were been setting up in the movies like so, so i i will say one thing as as a graphic designer the title sequences for these movies i'm like all over the title sequences where they're doing the clippings and the news stuff and they and i'm like oh that's really cool i like that um it just, I, I can't. I find I can't get into them the way that I did when I was a kid for the the older films. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I liked it, but I was kind of like, kind of glad I didn't pay for this
2: because I was like, nah, nah,
3: nah, nah. sorry guys, I
2: apologize. No, nothing to apologize for. I think we we all liked it to one degree or another, right? And I, yeah. you know, you had asked about my take on that we could discuss it afterwards if you want god's Life. we don't have to discuss all that now Bring no me back go
1: i mean it's we're only at uh, 30 minutes right now so oh okay
2: um I, I agree with you on that there's a suspension of disbelief i'd much rather watch the 62 kong versus godzilla partly because again it's the childhood memories and there is something to the fact that you know they're those are models at, at, a, at a level and that's part of the fun um while the realism, the hyper-realism of seeing these kaiju do things that you could never do with a suit, that's really great. And the film, as, as Dr. Or Professor Feather will say, it looks gorgeous. It is a beautiful-looking film. Yeah. Um, but there is an element, because I didn't really care one way or another. I, I really didn't even want to see it. If we had not fully really said we were going to watch do that for an episode, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Because um, I just don't care anymore, really, in a way. I think I just kind of like kind of gotten over it, but um, there was more to like than not, you know, the King Ghidorah stuff they bring in with Mechagodzilla. We all talked about that, but
1: yeah, it, it was, it was better than it wasn't, but you know, I think I'm with you. Yeah. I, and I was thinking about this and I think part of why those were so great as kids is because of the precious nature of the films and when we could watch them. Like, there was no just popping in a tape or firing up a a service that, you know, pipes that shit into our home 24-7. We had to look at the TV guide. You know what that is? Um, And, (laughs) you know, and that was part of the fun is marking that off and saying, I have to be here to watch this for this, you know, at this time. Um, and then you get to call your friends and go, did you watch Godzilla last night? (laughs) You know, um, Mm -hmm. the one time that particular Godzilla was on in a year, you know, I mean, it's, and that's kind of how it, how it was for a very long time. Um, so I think that preciousness adds to the nostalgia. Um, it also adds to my nostalgia for just a lot of things, you know, like now I have so many things to watch that they become less and less precious unless they're really fucking good. (laughs) You know, they have to be like really Mm -hmm. something that, you know, hammers away. Um, And I liked Godzilla versus Kong, um, but it's in no way going to have any memories attached to it, you know, in the watching of it or in the period of my life now being an older person, uh, you know, that uh, is going to, to, to last, you know, like that does. And I, I like the idea that you're talking about with the physical, models because that was you know our childhood wasn't full of computer anything it was physical (laughs) models practical effects all that kind of stuff and the marveling at how when they could create uh, uh, physical effects or or you know or models and stuff that did fool us was amazing but it was also the time of like uh, the Great Space Coaster and New Zoo Review, and uh, <laughs> you know, right. just all those like, you know, early morning, very poorly produced shows that Sid and Marty we craft. Well, yes. if we were eight years old now, we would probably like piss in our pants. Maybe, probably, probably, maybe, yeah. maybe, but I mean, you know, like when my son was younger, the Teletubbies were big, uh, Barney was big, and that shit was all, yeah, oh, yeah, see, we cringe at that, but. Mm-hmm what that's how much like the new zoo review and and all those Sid and marty croft you know with sigmund and the sea monster fucking yeah. horrible horrible show. h&r puppet stuff fuck that flute man <laughs> hate that goddamn flute yeah but i think that's yeah. the, i think that's the different approach i mean the, you know movie making is just very different and isn't it funny that we now marvel whenever there's practical effects we go that was practical effects yeah you know it used Mm -hmm. to be that was computer generated now we're back to (laughs) like oh i own the album and that's a practical effect (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. all so what was the other show we did we did bad lieutenant oh there you go have you seen that one
3: I have. I've seen the original. Yeah. That one is yep. a. That's it. Yeah. That is a dirty, slimy. <laughs> it. It's tour de force, actually. I think it's just. It's like this sort of like slice of life in this character's existence, and you're just kind of like given a front row seat to just watch it unravel. And it, there's a beauty in that. And I. I I remember seeing it for the first time, and it's like, oh god damn! It's like, and you know, it's just—it's definitely a movie that sticks with you after you see yeah. it. It's like, yeah, no, I—I I liked that. i i have never seen the—the the, the, did they do a sequel with Nicolas Cage?
1: It's good, yeah. No. It's actually I, I, good. That
3: one I haven't seen. I've—I've I've only seen the first one, and I, I mean, and it's Harvey Keitel. I mean, I love him. It's like if he shows up in anything, like when he showed up in um, National Treasure. I'm like, ah, sweet playing the
1: cop i love him it's like, yeah yeah with Nicolas cage who also played yeah, with, bad with lieutenant in new orleans huh. Yeah, taxi driver oh yeah taxi driver is good and the piano yeah yes and the movie version of hr puff and stuff uh, <laughs> what was the other movie we watched <laughs>
3: that, oh, yeah. that two, uh, 200 motels
1: I, there you go hotel?
3: That, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch that because of COVID. Because <laughs> of my vaccine, I was too wiped out to watch it. So. That's your it excuse and your are sticking you to like it. It would felt like
2: COVID watching it. We were healthy. Oh, That's I still
3: feel like
1: it was COVID. wasn't that bad. Come on. <laughs>
2: no. I know. Frederick loves it. Yeah, this I, is I, I can appreciate it. It, <laughs> it was a fever dream for me. It was, I get it. But yeah. yeah I still have to watch it.
3: Yeah. I, I liked it. On.
1: I just, you know, it was, it, I think it's long. You know, I think it, you know, it just felt very long.
2: But I agree with you there, Gadfly. I I like his music after he leaves the Mothers. When that when he goes on to his own, I think he just becomes better and better, and more experimental. But I, I get where feathers coming from. This is where you you were. I mean, you were total in the Zap at the time. It was very Zeitgeist. It was very of what he was doing, spirit in the now of that time, the experimentation of it with the video effects. I mean, it was it was cutting edge it was beyond cutting edge it was like nothing had ever been done like this before so i can respect that and appreciate it i just didn't like it and that's okay yeah that's yeah we,
1: exactly right yeah and i think we came at it late you know what i mean like if we had, mm-hmm. had been there when that was the innovation you know and now we're watching it after being inundated by uh mtv <laughs> you know you go mm-hmm. It becomes, you know, everything there was so cliche, but it wasn't then. That's, you know, that's when it yeah. really wasn't. And it should have been called ZTV. TV. Yeah. And it's you know. it's so funny how he isn't in that movie very much. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have a lot of speaking parts in, in 200. It's like him playing no, guitar. No, no, he doesn't.
0: And, yeah. He, it, he, you know, he, he uses the foil, you know, yep. Ringo Starr.
1: Yeah, and it's right. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's
0: a scene where he was like And, directing, and John, directing? I don't know if you listened to the episode, but I, I've got yeah, I one thing to say. Keith Moon is the nun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, True. I keep, keep my eyes open. <laughs> there you go. You gotta watch it just for that.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And as All I right. told everybody else, it's oh, excuse me, I just took a drink and it went down wrong. Like this girl I knew. Hey, oh! no, that was
1: horrible. Because Enti- no. she had entities.
0: titties. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, massive n titties. Oh, that's right, it it. <laughs> But anyway, this movie can be watched in segments. You don't have to. It's almost, it's almost like a a series of short stories that are connected. It really is with an overlying theme of a live performance that's interspersed throughout the whole thing which is absolutely brilliant in its, in its you know, uh, in what it is. <laughs> it's hard to say. Anyway, but right. as Dr. Head said, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. No, I'm looking forward to watching it. I've never seen yeah. it before. Yeah.
2: And I was coming into it thinking it was going to be a documentary of the band on tour. So yeah. I was expecting that backstage documentary <laughs> with performances. And, and it, it is. is. It is. It is.
0: It, it is. It, it is. Not, it is. But it's not. <laughs> which, which,
2: when you see it, Fez, you'll go, ah. Where when you go? I, oh. Yeah.
3: My my first thought is is this is gonna be like the Beatles Help movie on 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 dope. You guys are on dope.
0: <laughs> it's more oh, you want to like... talk about the Beatles Help movie? Ooh, it's that, more I, like th- th- love that movie. I there again the Beatles. Yeah. I don't care what, you know, the Beatles yeah. were in the forefront of a lot of things. True. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, you know? that's and the one where they movies... did
2: the I Am the Walrus, right? And, and Strawberry Fields, is that the help? Is that the movie they did those short no, videos for? No, that's um, Or was
0: that, was that what Sergeant Pepper? was that Sergeant Peppers? That was Sergeant yeah. Peppers, yeah. yeah. Did they do a movie for that? Sergeant Pepper? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 Sergeant Pepper's lonely art. Okay,
2: because I remember seeing them yeah. doing these videos for I Am the Walrus and right. Strawberry Fields, because you could yeah. see how just out of their minds they are how high they are you know just bleary-eyed and like fuck this what's going on yeah back (laughs) then
1: in the 70s if the if there was a beatles movie on or an elvis movie on i was there i mean i would i loved all of those the elvis and the beatles movies that's interesting
0: when i was growing up elvis's movies were you know he made the transition from the rock star into movies Mm -hmm. and uh jailhouse rock you know Mm -hmm. okay I saw it in the theater. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Uh, That's awesome. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always liked Elvis. You know, he until he became a caricature of himself, and then and then I liked um, uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. King, it, baby.
1: No, King. Yeah. All right, so I think we're out of here. You've yeah, you have been well, look, listening to <gasps> bat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and everything else.
3: Excellent save.
2: <laughs> Where might you find us? you might ask. We are at Radio one staying at Twitter. UnsaneRadio.com? We
1: are.
0: Are we not on Twitter? Who are we? Unsane un- 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 s- s- Now we say it. <gasps> s- radio. Radio. In hell. Jack Runner. You Black can Sailors. find us everywhere. Oh. 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 Oh.
2: Oh. We Freaks. On
0: Facebook. W sending- E F R E E K Z. Tar and Feather Psycho Cinema. All Look one up, word, go there, you will get a prize. I yes, can't tell you what it is. I'm legally obligated not to say what it is, but when you get there, you will receive a And you a prize. will find research, you'll find short stories, you'll find
2: Edgar Allan Poe out the
0: wazoo. <laughs> it is a Yes, on site. tarandfeather.com. That's
2: right. Right, on tarandfeather.com,
0: right. You can uh, you, you can see Tarn Feather's March. new episode uh, of uh, um, Psycho Switch Cinema. For- which is on Vimeo, Mesa oh. of Lost Women. Oh, or 90. as Star says, Messy Women. I I got to see that now. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. And you could see
2: Midnight Gadfly. He's doing his dancing and DJing at the Clayzel Theater in Bowling Green uh, slash stripping. <laughs> or is it exotic dancing,
0: as uh, some people say? No,
1: he's got the r-
0: opposite going, which I think is brilliant. The people pay put him, him his, to keep to his, his clothes on to
1: put his clothes back on there you go,
0: there you go. So, <laughs> so, so
2: yes. uh,
1: I got when $500 I for my pants going on the other night yeah. <laughs> when I started dancing
2: and for chipping whales, whales <laughs> that's how <laughs> <it happened>. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> that, <laughs>
1: let's put that
2: sperm whale back in its pants <laughs> <laughs> you got a big halibut <laughs>
1: What's he uh, spouting that's, off that's, about?
2: That's no snapper.
1: <laughs> All right, there
3: she blows. Now put it back here. <laughs>
2: Sarpoon
1: him. <sighs> wow.